Welcome to the More Than Entrepreneur podcast. Here's Josh, ready to deliver you more than you would ever expect from a business podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the More Than podcast. I'm your host, Josh Payne, and today we have one of the baddest motherfuckers I've ever had the pleasure to meet in person. This guy has just an electric personality, um, and if you've ever been around Andrew Hernandez, I can promise you he's probably made you smile uh, just with his his big smile. I always tell him how handsome he is, but uh, he's one of the the most energetic and you know I would say positive people that I've had the pleasure to get to know. Owner of or an owner and founder, I should say, of Alpha Elite Roofing, and one of the coolest looking dance halls or two of the coolest looking dance halls in the Houston area, Rowdy's Dance Hall that I've ever seen, just from social media and pictures and stuff. So, welcome to the show, Big Dog. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Thank you. And thank you for that introduction, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So Andrew uh, and I have just met through, you know, mutual acquaintances. I mean, we have when some of the same, um, you know, what, what, what do we call them these days? Just like, you know, I don't want to say just groups, but entrepreneur associated groups and uh, kind of run the same circles. Masterminds. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. So kind of run the same circles. And like I said, I mean, I, just the first time I was introduced to Andrew, man, I was just like, his energy was electric. I'm like, I got to get to know this guy. I got to understand a little bit more what he's about. And and once I was able to do that, I realized just how, you know, great of an individual he is and, you know, how much value he'd be able to bring to the podcast uh, just based on his experiences and, and what he does. So, um, you know, as I mentioned, Andrew runs multiple companies. Um, so, dude, tell us a little bit about like, like what got you to where you are today? Did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, I, I did. Uh, and it was, I was one of those things where as a product of my environment, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, you know, he, he started his own business doing HVAC and refrigeration. Um, the company he worked for, it was called stop and go. And he was part of the maintenance team and they disbanded the maintenance team. So he started his own company and he was one of the four contractors they chose to sign like a subcontract with. So he was a subcontractor for them. And my entire childhood, I grew up watching him wake up early, take the van, you know, go do maintenance and stuff like that. You know, maintenance calls and uh, all these other, um, you know, technical calls for stop and goes and all these other gas stations and chains around Houston area. Uh, and that's what he did. He grew his company to, you know, seven or eight trucks at one point. He had a shop. Uh, I used to love going in there and, you know, looking at the office and playing with the computer and the printer and playing in the shop with parts and tools and stuff like that. So I watched him do that. And that made me think I'm going to be an entrepreneur one day. One day I'm going to take over this company. Little did I know that wasn't going to be the plan, you know, um, but I had that in my heart. I always had that entrepreneur spirit because of what he built inside of me just by watching him. So, so that you, that's how I go ahead. No, no, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, dude. I, if I interrupt, just keep talking. Um, because like, okay. well, I, dude, like, so it that's that's amazing to me that like you were able to recognize where that came from at such a young age, right? Like recognizing the stuff that your dad was doing to just provide for you guys and your family. Did your dad come from like an entrepreneur background, or was it just kind of like, uh, like he just had to like he knew what he had to do to survive? That's that's more of what it was. His father passed away when he was six years old. Okay. Um. So he had 
uh, five brothers and a sister. And when he was six years old, he was out there. He still has the shoe box, um, but it was a shoe shine box. And it said shoe shine and had a five cent, you know, uh, sign on it. It was a nickel for a shoe shine. And they would just put in, he would go to the local bars and hang out where these, you know, men used to hang out, you know, back in the uh, 60s and 70s. Um, and they would put a nickel in his little shoe shine box and he'd shine their shoes right then and there. They just popped their shoe up there. So he's been an entrepreneur since he was six years old. He had, to, his mom didn't have a job. So she started mowing grass, uh, making repairs, you know, cooking for people, cleaning for people, doing laundry. So yeah, technically, yeah, he did have someone do it. His mom, I didn't sure. even realize that she, she had to make do when her husband passed away, my grandfather. Um, she had all these kids to feed and no career. So little by little, she started making repairs and doing these things. She owned the entire street in a matter of like 10 years. She bought oh, wow. all the houses on her street little by little, enough to where when she passed away, she left every one of her kids a house on on that street. Yeah. So that's pretty, that's, that's, that's kind of where he got it from. Yeah, it is, man. I didn't even realize that until just, just saying that. I knew my grandma was, was a special lady. Uh, she loved everyone with all of her heart. So, um, you know, she would give, when she was renting the house out, she would, you know, give people breaks here and there, probably not good for business, but sure. a lot of us have that kind hearted soul, you yeah. know, uh, inside of us somewhere. So uh, that's, I think that's where I get my generosity from too. But um, so my dad was shining shoes. Uh, I remember him and his, my, my uncles used to always tell me, you could tell when my dad was coming down the hallway to school because you could hear his pockets jingling. All them nickels in his yeah, pocket. Yeah, the nickels in his know? pocket. <laughs> that's shit. That's funny, so, dude. Yeah. And my uncles always say my dad was always the rich one. You know, he was always the one that had money because he went out there and he worked for it when he was a kid, you know? Um, and then that was super inspiring to me. Like, since since I've heard those stories, I've always had uh, um, I've always had it in me to want to do something. I don't care what I'm selling, um, you know, or what I'm providing, what kind of service I'm providing. Um, I do it because if there's a problem out there, I find a solution and I, I sell that solution. You know what I mean? Yeah. So one of the things I didn't mention about Andrew is, number one, you know, he's a father. Um, and the other thing is that, that I've noticed and I've seen firsthand is like, you love America, right? And I'm going somewhere with this. Like yeah. Andrew is like one of the most like, you know, USA, like hardcore, you know, just, just loves the red, white, and blue, which is incredible. Um, especially in today's day and age, right? Like that's actually like, you're like what, you know, you're a domestic terrorist actually is what we should call you. Right. <laughs> but you know, so yeah, what's interesting. Okay, a veteran, yeah. Yeah, a veteran. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. You know, so what's interesting to me is like, I know that, that our mentors talk a whole lot about being the example for like our children and others around us and showing them what hard work is, showing them what it takes to be successful. So as a young kid, you were able to pick up on that stuff from your father, which ingrained in you the hard work and the want for entrepreneurship and, you know, to have bigger and better things. Um and dude, what's happening right now is your kids are seeing the same thing, whether you understand that or not. Right. So, oh yeah. I like, definitely understand it. Man. Yeah. So like, you know, what do we hear all the time? Lessons are caught, not taught. Right. And your kids are right. seeing that you saw it as a young kid. It was super cool for me to kind of like watch you walk through what your dad saw from his mom as you were like telling that story from him being a young kid. Right. Like you realized, holy crap, like your dad caught those lessons from, from your grandma and her just having to 
to do what had to be done to survive. Right. And it's like so right. many times people will, you know, people in like your grandma's situation or, you know, in any, you know, in situations where shit gets hard and rough, they just tend to like roll over and give up. Right. They don't understand how to look for right. the positive or whatever it might be. Let's talk about just like the example you set for your kids and the things you do. Um, you know, are your, do your kids get to go on job sites with you? How often are they in rowdies with you? Like, do they get those same experiences yeah. that you got as a kid? All the time, man. Uh, like you said, lessons are caught, not taught. And, um, I remember going to work with my dad, sharing the front seat with my brother, uh, in the van. Cause it was only a two seater van, but all summer we would go to work with him because I mean, we didn't have it. We never went to daycare. So my mom threw us in the truck with him and we went to go be his helpers. So I take my kids on job sites all the time because I know how important it is for them to see it. You know, my son already calls uh, the crews and anytime we pass by a construction site, he goes, Hey dad, those are my guys over there. They're, they're building that, that hotel. They're building that apartment complex. When we get to a job site, he goes, dad, my, I, I told the guys to do that. I, I'm building this house. Yep. You know, when we put, when we're putting a roof on, you know, um, as far as rowdies goes, you know, it's, it's 21 and up, but whenever we're closed, I usually bring them, um, when I have them either on the weekend or, or during the weekday, my office is out of there. So, uh, they get to see, you know, and play with the pool tables. They get to turn on the microphone, dance on the stage, play with the lights, uh, and just kind of, you know, go crazy with it because no one's ever there. I have I have brought them to see like what it's like at night just so they can get that vision. Sure. I know how important that is too to see like they've always said they want to see it in action. So I brought them to a couple concerts, um, stayed in the back or uh in our section, um, so they weren't running around or anything like that when the twenty one and up bar. I don't want to be that guy, but yeah, yeah. I did want them to see what their dad put together. Yeah. You know, for people and, and they're like, Dad, why are all these people here? You know, I'm here. They're here to have a good time. They're here to have you know? a good time. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. And like, and, and as as your father, I want you to see that like I had a hand in these people having a good time, right? Like, right. What, what I talk about at home, or what you may hear me on the phone about in long car rides or whatever. Like, it's super important for them to see that. I know, dude, that like some of the funnest times for me are are like, you know, whenever I see my kids in an office, or when I you know I take my kids to you know, if we go to like one of the moving companies and I got them in the back of a truck folding up pads, like shit like that. Like, I love that. Yeah. Right. My daughter's going to turn 18, uh, next Friday. Right. And for the past three years, she has literally said like, Hey, I'm not going to college. I'm going to work in the business and I'm going to take over your spot one day. So what's super oh, yeah. cool is like, we're like, we're, you know, like she just had a laptop that came in yesterday. So she's getting access. Like she finally has like a two men in a truck email, right? Like all these little things, like, and I'm getting yeah. excited because I'm like, okay, all this stuff we've talked about for the past couple of years is, is finally coming true. Um, which leads me to like something I think I've talked about on here before. And you can tell me your opinion about it, dude, but it's like, you know, the old ad is like what you hear, like losers say all the time is that the rich get richer, the poor get poor. I actually don't, I don't, I, I understand where they're coming from, but I think the analogy yeah. is wrong. What I think happens is guys like Andrew set the standard for their children. So Andrew's children understand what is the accepted standard in his household is. And that is success. Andrew shows them success by taking them on job sites, job sites, by showing them the stuff that's happening at, at, at the at rowdies or wherever it might be. Right. So your children are going to be successful because they understand what's expected of them and they see their father 
putting in the work to achieve success. So it's not like, hey, yeah. Andrew's kids are going to be successful because Andrew's just setting them up and handing them, you know, here's a million bucks when you're 18. It's like, no bullshit. You just set the standard. And that's how the quote unquote rich get richer. They just yeah. set the standard a little bit better. That's my opinion. I don't know how you feel about it. Man, that's actually a good point. Uh, I never thought of it that way. Um, I've heard the saying before, and, you know, there are people out there, even in our, our communities, that when my kids go to private school, and I see these kind of kids all the time, entitled, yeah. you know, snooty, uh, and their parents hand them a Range Rover at 16 years old or a Lamborghini, I'm like, my kids are not getting that unless they earn that, you know, like my son better be like some genius kid that does some internet video thing that makes him a bunch of money if he wants a Lambo, you know, but even so, like, I love that they see me earning it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's a standard I set for them. And that's a good point. I'm, I'm showing them my system and my process and how daddy made money. You know, it wasn't just handed to me, just like it wasn't handed to my dad. And, uh, you know, when I was 16, I wanted a car so bad, my dad could have bought me one, but he didn't. He made me earn it. And I was so upset with him. And now I realized the lesson because I'm not just going to buy my kids a vehicle either. Mm -hmm. I might help them and I might give them, you know, an avenue to earn it, but they're not just going to get handed the keys to a $50,000 car like some of the kids I see in these communities where the parents don't understand that everything you work for, your family's work for is not just going to get handed. My kids are not spoiled. You know, um, God, we do things. Go ahead. We, we do things that, that people would consider my kids are spoiled, but they have to earn it. They're, they're disciplined children. You know, uh, they have to read books. They have to do chores around the house. Mm -hmm. It's not just a free for all and you're a big mess and I have a maid come clean up. Like I'm not teaching them that, them that, you know, we do, we do enjoy the finer things in life, but it's always earned. So that's a great point you said. And to, to hit on the, the, the ladder where the poor get poorer, I think that's also, you know, it, it's caught, not taught. If they're like, Oh, they got that victim mentality. Oh, we're, we're, we live in the ghetto, you know, we're poor, we live on welfare, whatever it may be. Welfare is not supposed to be used for that. It's supposed to be used as a tool to help you up. And then you take it from there. You know, you get out of that slump, you don't stay in the slump, yeah. but some of these, uh, you know, kids that are, are learning that they just stay in that, you know, but there's other people that do. I posted something yesterday from Tyler Perry. Uh, he's got like a, it's like a little blue geo tracker. Uh, I think it's a tracker. It's a little bitty two door car. And he has one that he bought, um, recently that he takes out, you know, once a month and he posted about it says, you know, you gotta be grateful for the lessons you had in life. I had a car like this back when I was homeless and this is what I slept in. And now Tyler Perry is one of the, you know, biggest producers in in hollywood you know when, when it comes to films so he There's puts he still he bought one, right and yeah. and you've got to remember where you came from you can't just be like oh i had to come up and forget about everything you know you got to remember some of those uh hard times and some of that pain you went through um to realize where you're going and 
you know, it's not just one day I'm rich, you know, it's not overnight either. You know, look, look at where we all came from. It took years to get there. Right. Years. Yeah. It took me 20 years to become an overnight success. Right. And that what you always hear. <laughs> like, yeah. So it took me 20 years to be successful overnight. Yeah. I mean, just to unpack a little bit, dude, like about kind of like what you said just now that I took away from it is like, I, I think in regards to like the poor get poor, it, it goes back to just like what the standard and the expectation is. Right. So if the standard is to be on welfare and that's all you see, it's like your kids think that that's what's normal. That's what success uh -huh. is. Or like, that's, that's okay. And I tell my kids all the time, like, Hey, what you see right now is the bare minimum, right? Like your job is to go out and be better than me. your job. You better win more than me, because if you don't, our family legacy 50, a hundred years down the road will be no greater than what I'm achieving right now. And that's unacceptable, right? What will right. be acceptable is every generation becoming better and better and better and better. Um, right. You know, and that's, I just try to hammer that home with my kids. They think I'm crazy sometimes. Like and I'm sure your kids get pissed, right? Like dad makes us read or, you know, I, I just talked to my wife the other day, dude. And you tell me, tell me what you think about this. I was like, Hey, so I got, we have a seven-year-old, he's going to be eight in a couple of days. So I have a seven-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a soon-to-be 18-year-old. And my two older kids get it, right? Like I make them read yeah. and they understand affirmations and things like that. I'm like, dude, I'm going to have my seven and 10-year-old like write down daily affirmations and they're going to read them out loud before they go to bed, right? And yeah. I asked my wife, I'm like, is that crazy? She's like, no, I think as long as you explain the why, they may think yeah. you're weird at first, but other kids aren't talking, other kids aren't doing that. And I'm like, hmm, is right. that weird? Like, what do you think? I mean, it's like. No, it's not, man. I think uh, I think that's a good practice to start young. You know, if you told your 18-year-old, they might think it's more weird. They're like, well, we've never done yeah. this before. Why are we doing it now? But your wife has a good point. You have to explain to them why you're doing it, you know. Um, and start, starting the kids on that are younger on that, it's going to be normal in six months. They're going to practice that in – even as an adult, I understand what daily affirmations do. So I'm willing to do them as a kid. I would be like, well, this is, this is weird, yeah. you know, but if they do it for six months, they're going to get used to it. They're going to do it. And the power that daily affirmations actually has on your life is so great that once they're older, whether they're 18 or 35, they're going to remember when their dad started telling them to do daily affirmations and, what it did for their life once they realize it's not going to be tomorrow or six months from now if they realize it but whenever they actually need it when they're 25 and they're a young entrepreneur that light bulb goes off ah, thanks dad you know yeah it's like they'll, they'll realize it down the road no i just i don't yeah. think i've even asked like another parent about that you know what i'm saying because in our world dude like i, I hate saying this but there are just not a lot of people that if i said daily affirmations they'd look at me like i'm crazy like what are you talking about and then I have to explain it. Right. So I just haven't had a chance to ask somebody who knows what daily affirmations are. Like, yeah. hey, what do you think about having, having your kids do that? And I kind of knew where you're, what you would say, I figured, but like, yeah. So my kids are going to start. Doing you know me as a parent. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I've got, I've got a question for you, man. So I, um, I started doing, um, gratitude journals for my kids. Um, they're young. Yeah. So the stuff they come up with is kind of funny, kind of silly you know, what they're, what they're grateful for. And sure. You know, one's a kid's gratitude book. The other one's a little, my, my daughter is nine. Yeah. Um, and she's got like, sort of like a teenager one, almost an adult one. 
So the questions that asked, she's like, what do I say, dad? I'm like, whatever you feel. What would you say if, you know, the difference between affirmations and aggression was right? I, I think I should probably switch to affirmations over a gratitude journal or, you know, I, I try not to make them do too much stuff because then they'd be like, oh, dad, you yeah, know. Yeah, because then it's like a chore, right? Because the, yeah. then they really don't get it. No, I don't. So, like, I practice daily gratitude. I think I just told my team the other day on the phone, like, before I open my eyes every day, I literally will say to myself, like, thank you, God, for waking me up today. I'm thankful for everything that I have. Today's going to be the most fantastic day I've ever had. Even, like, the days I feel like shit, like I'm exhausted. If, if I had a little too yeah. much to drink the night before, right? Like, I literally say that stuff every day. Yeah. Um, I haven't I, I haven't thought much about, like, my kids and um, the gratitude portion of things, but what yeah. I would say is like you, you mentioned like to the Tyler Perry story about like remembering where they came from. I think that that is uh -huh. a part, like there's a, there's a very high level of gratitude to that story because he's, right. he's remembering what it's, a, he's showing gratitude for what he went through to get to where he is. Right. And right. I think it's extremely important to always remember where you came from and like go back and feel and see and smell and taste like, remember that stuff. So I, I actually think, I'm going to make my kids do gratitude too. Like I wouldn't say, no, I wouldn't <laughs> say one or the other. I think you have to do both uh, but yeah. as, a, as a parent, probably figure out a, a, a balance because how, yeah. so like, dude, I'm asking myself right now, like how can my kids be thankful for what, like how can they understand affirmations and be happy whenever they achieve the things they're affirming to themselves? If I don't teach them how to like, how to show gratitude. It's like they're going to right. constantly feel like they're, you know, they'll never understand to be thankful for the things that they're achieving based on what they're telling themselves. Right. right? Yeah. So, no, I yeah. think it's important. Like you have, no matter how silly it may be, like what, I mean, what do your kids say? Like, I'm thankful for video games or, I'm, you know, like whatever, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I'm sure it's some off the wall stuff sometimes, but I think that's, yeah. that's probably peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I'm thankful for uncrustables <laughs> or whatever. Right? I mean, I'm thankful for a happy meal. I don't know. My kid will say something, right, yeah. shit, man. But yeah, no. I honestly, you just opened my eyes to I think an area that that I would I would have missed out on. So I would just yeah. find the balance because I don't because I do think it's important to like have fun with it, right? Like your your kids yeah. aren't going to understand at this young age. Like you know, if you start talking about like, dude, like I'll tell my 17 year old like, hey, the universe like will hear you, and then like you'll get like you know the law of reciprocity and you'll get what you put out. It'll come back. Like she gets it. You know, she thinks I'm a little, like a little weird, a little hippie -ish sometimes, but it's like, yeah, it's real and it works, you know? So she'll, she'll, she'll realize it later once she starts practicing it though, too. Like that's, that shit's real, man. It, it, it really is. Yeah. Um, the more you practice it, the more you want to tell people. Um, it's a, it's a hit. It's like a, the ultimate secret weapon, dude. So I'm glad you're teaching them this young. Um, you've just inspired me how to be a better dad too. So I appreciate well, that. I'm not the greatest dude. So I appreciate you saying that. I think that's <laughs> one of the, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, dude, and you know, obviously on with every call, I usually like, like to have a couple of questions sent off. Like, Hey, we'll go over a couple of these things and nothing that we've talked about has been one question that Andrew and I plan on talking about today. So <laughs> I, ho I hope the listeners are really getting something, but dude, like, I think as an entrepreneur, the biggest thing I struggle with is like the balance of being um the, the the best entrepreneur i can be the best dad i can be and the best husband i can be it's like the right. biggest thing i struggle with because i think i put out on my last tactical tuesday or recently was about i'm looking at marissa it was about uh balance and how it's bullshit it's a lie like there isn't one and 
you know, I look back sometimes and I'm like, dude, like I was a really shitty dad for a certain period of time. Or I was a really shitty husband for a certain period of time, but I was a really good entrepreneur, you know, but then when I'm a really yeah. good husband or a really good dad, like my businesses suck. Right. So yeah. I struggle with that balance, dude. And you being a dad, you have multiple businesses. Like, how do you, like, how do you manage that? Like, do you have things in place to make sure like your focus is in certain areas at certain times or are you just kind of like, yeah, actually, man, I do. Um, I have another another group I'm a part of. It's called uh, Rise Up Kings. It's a it's a Christian mastermind. Um, you mentioned that you pray every morning, uh, so that makes me happy as well. Um, I don't know if it's Kings prayer. Maybe it is prayer. I'm just talking, right? I, I don't know who I'm talking oh, right, to. Right, right. Like, I, yeah, I said like, exactly. thank you, God. Okay. It's just like yeah, like I guess it is prayer in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, you say God. You know, that's, that's true. That's religion. That's faith. You know. Yeah. So. Um, but if you're speaking to the universe, it doesn't matter. I posted about this before because it's a higher power. I, I don't, I don't ever like go around Bible thumping anyone and telling them this is who you have to pray to. Just pray to someone, pray to something. It's a higher power. Um, they're the same. So whether you're praying to God or you're praying to the, or you're speaking to the universe, it's the same. So you're speaking, uh, these affirmations and, and the gratitude. Um, thank you for waking uh, me up, you know, please, you know, provide for our families and, you know, um, heal those that are in need, those, those types of prayers, right? Um, that's your faith, right? So there's, in Rise Up Kings, we have four pillars. You've probably heard of, heard of them, but uh, this is what we believe. You know, we believe in having faith, um, family, fitness, and finance. Those are typically the order you want to go in. Um, because if you have those first three finances will, will come, right? So you have your faith, it's strong. You're believing in something you're speaking to the universe or to a high power to God, um, your family, they come next, you know, like you've said, there's times when you're a badass entrepreneur, but your family's struggling. They're missing their dad. You're always on your phone. You're always at work. And I've been that way before. This is why I went to the mastermind. Why I went to rise up Kings is because there's times when I'm like, okay, well, you guys have to understand that daddy's working because X, Y, and Z. We have to, you know, pay these bills or make sure you guys have a legacy and this and that. Sometimes you've got to let your people run your company so that you could be with your family, right? So you have those SOPs in place and you have those uh, standards and practices in place so that you can be with your family, so that you can focus on your fitness, right? So like you said, man, you're down 30 pounds. You look amazing. If you were the opposite, if you gained 30 pounds, Josh, how much longer would you have to live? You don't know. Right. Cholesterol could be high. You know, you could have, my dad had his first heart attack when he was 35. I'm 34 years old. Hmm. So my dad had a heart attack. I think back then that's when smoking was cool. And, um, you know, he's always been a big drinker. It's been in our family type of thing. Um, alcoholism, you know, so I try to minimize all those things and focus on my health, you know, because it's not because I want to look good naked. That's a, that's a part of it, but I want to live longer for my kids. I want to see them grow and be successful. I want to be a grandpa, man. I want to be a great grandpa, you know, so we have to start now. So faith, family, fitness, and then finance, right? So you have to work on your business too, right? You have to have those um, standard practices, systems and processes in place 
so that your business, and I know you're good about it, man. I, I know the companies that you're in. I, I know that you're good about running your companies and, and you have people in place and uh, all the help that you can get to um, be able to go to mastermind groups and vacations with your family. I've seen you do it. So you've got those things in place. But if you don't have the other three, you know, yeah. if you're not constantly working on them, that's spending time with your family, uh, like you're doing with the affirmations, you're building your family, you're spending quality time with your family. And your family isn't just with your kids, you know, it's also with your wife, your partner, you have to have that one on one time with her where she feels loved, you know, because the family's not going to work forever if she doesn't, you know what I mean? If, if she doesn't feel like you're spending enough time with her and I'll send you some information on it, man, because I think it, it's a great it's a great group um, and you don't even have to join the mastermind. You can even just go to like the, the weekend course. Um, but we have like a Slack page and a Facebook group that, you know, we have accountability for each other. We, uh, we just try to keep those pillars at the forefront of every single part of our day. Like it, it's, it's hard because they want them done by 10 AM. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, what? Whoa. But just like, just like the, you know, Andy's power list, you know, your five things that you need to do in a day, you get those done. And you're off the rest of the day. Same thing with with the uh, with the uh, you know the four pillars that we try to knock out every day. There's a little app. You just go in there and you click. Hey, I read, you know, um, I read uh, a book or the Bible or worship. You know, you prayed. You spent time with your family. That gives you time to have breakfast. You know, I'm divorced, so I have to call my kids. Yeah, I gotta call them early because they get to school by, you know, seven thirty. So I need to call them, let them know that I've, I'm thinking about them. Me and my daughter usually do her gratitude journal in the morning. And that's our, that kind of knocks out two birds. You know, I get, she gets, she gets her gratitude done and I get time with them. So it's a little struggle being separated uh, or divorced, Sure, separated from my kids, but you know, it's effort, man. That's the main thing. So that's, that's what I kind of keep on the forefront of, of my life to keep it how it is. That's ba- balance, you know? dude. Yeah, no, I mean, that's I, the balance. Yeah. So I've never, so that was, I mean, I, I think for anybody listening, I'm sure that, that, you know, they're like trying to take notes right now. Um, and as fundamentally like simple as it sounds, you know, faith, family, fitness, and finance, I think a lot of times, I personally, and maybe others get just overly distracted and like in the, and some of the other things just get forgotten about. Right. So, uh, you've just reminded me the importance of those four, you know, everything, those four categories. And that was, you know, really without one or the other, nothing at all is going to work. Right. And and that, and that's, and and that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Right. And, and I think that, I think that for anybody listening, like the biggest thing I took away from Andrew is it's just intent. Like you're, you're intentional about achieving those four things as early as possible in the morning. You, the phone call to your kids, like, you know, like you said effort, I would say it's your, like, you're intentional about that. And, you know, like that's what matters at the end of the day. Um, so th- I mean, I thank you for that, dude. And I'm sure that people will listen to this. Like, they're yeah. all like, Holy shit. Like, you know, you made balance sound so simple. Like, Hey, just focus on these four things, dude. You'll be all right. Um, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't thought about that simply before. Right. So dude, I appreciate that, man. I mean, 
this the the conversation went a completely different way than I thought it would go. Right, we'll have to have Andrew back on us sometime, maybe to get a little nitty gritty like business side of stuff. But I think that you know entrepreneurs need to hear from from people who you know from people like you, bro, who like you got kids, you have multiple businesses, you are divorced, right? But you're still out there, you're making it happen. You're still kicking ass, and you're setting the standard for your gener your kids, right? And the the future right. as generations to come and. Dude, I'm just super happy to know you. I'm super, this conversation's got me pumped up. Like, I'm going to start like, I'm going to like take better care of everything in my life. Just talking to you, man. Um, how can people find you? How can they reach out to you? If, you know, if they have a question about anything you've talked about today. Man, um, they can reach me on Instagram, uh, Instagram or Facebook. It's just, uh, if you're going to look at me up on Instagram, it's underscore Andrew Hernandez, double underscore. Um, or Andrew Hernandez on Facebook. Yep. You won't, you won't, you, you won't regret following Andrew. And I've seen you step up your game a little bit recently with your posts and stuff, dude, you're being a little bit more, well, I would say consistent. Maybe you're putting out some really good stuff. Yeah. Man. So no, I, I, like I said, man, I, I'm super grateful to know you. I know the listeners are going to get a lot of value out of this and we're going to have your ass back on here, man, because 30 minutes just isn't enough to get through. I think a lot of stuff we could have got through, man, but I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I really do. All right, brother. I appreciate it, Josh. Thank you for having me on, man. Can't wait to come back. Thanks for listening to the More Than Entrepreneur podcast. Be sure to follow Josh on Instagram at the underscore Josh Payne and subscribe to never miss a podcast by visiting thejoshpayne.com.